Hey guys, this is Ed, Paul, and Anna of Current Brand Media, and we are here to tell you a little bit more about our sponsor. Sportsball is a great subscription service geared towards minor league baseball fans. Each box features a different minor league team. You get a box every three months with minor league baseball gear, including different styles of hats like Ed's favorite, the dad hat. The cost is less than $12 a month. Proceeds from each box goes to More Than Baseball, the only nonprofit dedicated to the well-being of minor league baseball players. We all know that Parents' Days are coming up this summer. So if you've got a mom or a dad or a grandma or a grandpa who are particularly difficult to buy for, but you know they're baseball fans, this is the answer, guys. Meet your new favorite team at sportsballbox.com. Is anybody there? <laughs> I knew of the Appy League. I knew they were a really good league, you know, powered by the MLB. So much history with that league. That was the place I wanted to land, and the Sock Puppets were the number one team for me through all the applications I submitted. What's up, Dada crew? Ed here, and on this episode, I bring you Jordan Schechterly. She is the play-by-play caller of the Metropolitan State University of Denver. She calls games such as baseball, soccer, and softball. She is now also the play-by-play caller of the Burlington Sock Puppets. We talked about her trajectory going from college and now to calling some Burlington Sock Puppet games. Without further ado, guys, I give you the episode. All right. Well, I want to welcome you guys to yet another episode of the Data Chronicles. My name is Ed, and with me today, I have the new voice of my team in the Appalachian League, the Sock Puppets, Jordan Schechterly. How are you doing? I am doing great. How are you? Fantabulous. You know, the weather in here in uh, North Carolina today is wonderful. You know, the wife and I, we took our daughter to eat uh, to a walk. So fun stuff. Love it. Um. Okay. Are you ready for my uh, very tough questions? I am so ready. <laughs> All right. It's very simple. Uh, tell me, growing up, what, what was that moment in which you became a fan of baseball? So for me, I was always involved in sports, always around sports growing up. My family has season tickets to the Broncos, so I was going to football since I was three years old, kind of watched with everything. Um, I played softball growing up as well. But for me, baseball really started when I was in about middle school. Um, I'd always watched the Rockies some, but wasn't really 100% into it. So I decided it was time. I was going to pick a favorite player and go all in on them. And so I made a pretty good pick. Nolan Arenado was going to be my favorite player. So he still is to this day. I followed him over to the Cardinals now. But so I started watching him, started watching every single Rockies game every day. My whole family got into it. So the more I watched, the more I just fell in love with baseball and just it just keeps going up for me. You know what? You're right. You did pick a pretty good player. I mean, he is pretty good. So congratulations on that. Um, I know. Right. Somebody told me I should be in scouting if I picked Nolan as my favorite player. Yeah, that, yeah <laughs> absolutely. Good job for you. That, that's what you should be doing. Um, you're going to be involved in baseball no matter what. So that's great. Um, so you said you played uh, softball growing up as well. I what? did. Yeah. So 
I played since I started t-ball and I played competitive softball like travel ball through my freshman year of high school and then just played just like high school ball through high school so always playing softball and you now that you're in college you didn't uh no playing there nope no more I had an elbow injury but that I didn't really want to play anymore it gets in the way of what I do with broadcasting so I was all in on that so I decided it was time to stop playing but I still love playing in a slow pitch softball tournament every once in a while that's always fun there you go um okay so 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 when did you get the bug then to become a broadcaster like or I was like all right I want to be involved in baseball and this is what I want to do how how that happened yeah so I'd always wanted to be involved with sports I always loved sports and it started that I wanted to be a football broadcaster loved Aaron Andrews loved everything that she did and I was always just around the Broncos so much. So it started with football. But as soon as I started getting really into baseball, I was like, mm, I love football, but I'm going to go into baseball. So I took a journalism class my freshman year of high school and just fell in love with it from there. And, you know, it was something I always had on my radar to do something like that. But once I took that first class, I immediately knew that that was going to be what I wanted to do for my life. Yeah, it's like you already knew. And it's like, that's it. No, nothing else. I don't care how I, how I'm going to do this. This is this is what's going to happen. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so obviously you're involved in journalism and all of that in, in college. Uh, what are some of the things that you are play by play at? What do you do there? Yeah, so I do all of our sports that we broadcast for. I go to the Metropolitan State University of Denver. So Colorado native stayed in school here as well. Um, so with the athletic department in the fall, I do volleyball and soccer, still learning on the soccer part, never played growing up. So learning on that one. And then I do basketball in the winter and then focus on mainly baseball in the spring. I'll do some stuff with softball as well. That's that's interesting. So I, I like that you're doing other sports, right? Because it makes you very versatile and, you know, thinking on the go like that. Uh, you don't know a lot about soccer and yet you're doing it. And I love that. I think that's amazing how, uh, you know, one of those, those experiences, you know, I'm sure you are, you bring over to baseball, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think calling all those other sports helped me develop my like baseball knowledge so much more just because, you know, every play is so different in every other sport, but, you know, sometimes you get a crazy play in baseball or basketball and you can kind of connect all the dots with all the sports together. So I think just being able to be involved with all of those sports has just helped me so much. Just no sports in general. You know what mm -hmm. it takes to be an athlete. You can see emotions on the field so much more. You can see coaches reactions, umpires, referees, when you're connecting kind of all the sports together. I think it's so important to have like one specialty, something that you really love, but if you're able to do it all, I've learned so much more from like doing soccer that I mm -hmm. ever thought I would have. Now, are you uh, are you a play-by-play uh, -play solo play-by-play? -play? Do you have someone with you, color analyst? Color analyst, I'm sorry, uh, that's with you along the way as well. Yeah, so it depends. So for baseball, for the most part, for this 2022 season, I've done it all solo for play-by-play. -play. Um, I've had just one game with a color commentator. I've called about 25 probably so far. So. Um, Typically just me for play-by-play -play for baseball, but for like basketball and volleyball, I'll typically have someone else with me. So sometimes I will be in that analyst seat, uh, something different like that. But yeah, so mostly solo for baseball. <laughs> that is impressive. 
Thank your you. Solo. Oh my God. Listen, I, I give, I give people a lot of credit for being a solo play by play. Cause that is nine innings that you have to be on the go the whole time. Yeah, it definitely is a lot. It took me a while to get used to it. It took me a couple games for sure to kind of fill the holes. The great thing is we have a really great relationship with all of our players, coaches on the field. So I'm able to know so much about our team because I do the roadrunners for every game. So I know so much about them. And then we have really great resources to learn about the other teams as well. So Luckily with that, just being with the same team all year really helps the storytelling aspect of play-by-play. But yeah, filling the spaces, when you get in those like extra inning games and stuff too, you're like, all right, what am I supposed to say now? I run out of notes. I got nothing left. (laughs) Let's just rehash some stuff because they're not going to (laughs) know. Yep, exactly. Like you forgot that was five innings ago. I'll just say it again real quick. (laughs) So walk walk me through the preparation, right? Because I'm sure this is a that's a lot that goes into a preparation of a, of a game. Uh, what, what, how, what does that look like for you? Yes. So for me at the beginning of the season, I'll have uh, player bios for all of our teams. So all of our roadrunner teams, I'll create those player bios. Um, our sports information director with the department does a really great job of curating those. So I can kind of take what he has and what I know and create my own bios. So for our team, I kind of do that and I'm good for the year updated as I need to. Um, and then I'll update our stat lines for every week that we have a game. So I'll update everybody's stat line under their notes. And if they want to player the week or got recognized, we had a player have a four home run game a couple weeks ago. So, you know, that's going to be in my notes every time. Now I'm going to mention that. And then for our, our opponents, it's going to be the same thing. I go to their school's websites and find any sort of information on the players they have. I'll look through the player's Twitter accounts, see if they've retweeted them winning player of the week or anything like that. So I really just try to dig on their websites and their social media for what I can find. And then I get all of their stat lines down and I try my best to update it through the weekend. So I know like through the first two games of this series, so-and-so is batting 450 or something like that. But sometimes that gets a little tricky. So yeah, but the season stats for sure are one thing that I always want to make sure that I have down. That's yeah, absolutely. Um, that sets you apart really from other play-by-play calls, right? Because you're doing the homework, you know, and I'm sure you start early on before the season starts, you know, do you sit with the players? Do you get to have that conversations with them and things like that? So that way you can, you know, write notes down and all of that. Yeah, absolutely. So we just kind of communicate. We do a lot of um, preseason like stories. I'll build like a five minute news package style thing on them as well. So we'll also sit down with the coaches before the season start and kind of get what the coaches think about that player. So we'll sit with the pitching coach. He goes through our entire pitching rotation and tells us what pitches do they throw? What are you wanting to see out of them this year? And then we do a lot of post-game interviews as the year goes on. So I kind of add that in as well. If somebody says something that kind of resonates with me, I'll add that to their player profile. And I can mention that as we go. And like I said, a really great relationship with all of our players and coaches. So they're so helpful to us, all of us broadcasting to do that too. I was just going to ask you that, that relationship between, you know, the your department, you know, the players, the coaches and all that has to be something that you guys are in constant communications, you guys, you know, supporting each other because you look good. They look good. They look good. You look good. It's a good thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that has been built 
at MSU Denver for a really long time. I think um, my boss, who is my broadcasting director, Eric Lansing, is so amazing. He has helped me so much, but he has been able to build that with all of our coaches and players. And they all know that we're putting in the good work to bring good broadcasts and good content and good interviews. So it's really great that that was built as I've come in, but I've also tried to help build it as much as I can myself. I have a little bit of like an upper hand because mm-hmm. I am peers with all of our athletes. Some of them are in my classes. Um, they live at the same apartment complex as me. So I'm able to talk to them in the way that, you know, I'm the same age as you, like we're friends with each other, but also as from a broadcaster standpoint. So I've really tried to build those one-on-one relationships with people because they're when they're comfortable with the media person you're talking to, I think you're so much more open and you just get better content from them. Oh, I completely agree. Right. If you're someone who is just like very separated from that and you keep it all professional all the times, it could get a little dull and you're not going to get the good information that you're able to later on use in during your broadcast. So I completely agree. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm totally impressed. I'm not going (laughs) to lie to you. This is impressive. You know, like thank you. The preparation that goes into this. I I mean, even for me, I, I, I don't even do a quarter of what you do, you know, on a daily basis. So good for you. Um, So, okay. So you're going through the season, um, you know, how did you, did you apply to be a broadcaster in the Appalachian league? You know how that happened? Yeah. So I started in November, December time, just looking for an internship. So last summer I worked for the mile high collegiate baseball league, which Mm -hmm. is a little bit of a smaller league. It's just in the Northern Colorado front range area. Um, So I worked with them, did media relations for the whole league, but I knew that I could go a step bigger than that. And I Mm -hmm. wanted to for the summer. And so I actually uh, started, like I said, early November, December time and I ended up with the sock puppets. I knew of the Appy League. I knew they were a really good league, you know, powered by the MLB. So much history with that league. That was the place I wanted to land. And the sock puppets were the number one team for me through all the applications I submitted. And when I got to them, they didn't have any internships posted yet. And I was like, oh, crap, is it already filled? But (laughs) I sent them an email and I was just like, send them my resume, send them a little bit of a demo reel and just said, Hey, I would really love to work with your team. I love what you guys do. Um, let me know if there's any positions. And so I interviewed and I ended up getting it. So I was elated when I was able to do that. And and I'm sure you, uh, you interviewed with Anderson, right? Yes, I did. Yep. He was my like second round of interviews. I stopped this podcast just to bring you another interview within the interview. I know, I know, it's kind of crazy. But anyways, this is Anderson Rathbun of the Sock Puppets, the general manager of the Sock Puppets. I sat down with him really quick just to bring you a little bit of uh, uh, background on the interview with Jordan and how she did and all that kind of stuff. Obviously, she did good because she got the job and she's working with them. So, yeah. But here's the interview. Enjoy. Thank you again for joining me, yes, on uh, Dad Hat Chronicles. This is a special interview with my friend Anderson Rathbun of the uh, Burlington Sock Puppets. Uh, I wanted to just take a moment here, my friend, and talk about our friend Jordan Schechterly. I wanted to see how that interview process went for you as, you know, when you are were looking for a play-by-play caller for the, uh, the Sock Puppets. Yeah, well, she actually reached out to us. Um, uh, she had some some 
some of her colleagues played here in the Appy League last year. And, uh, you know, that's how she got. And she said that we were actually number one on her list, which is great because she obviously was number one on our list too when, uh, after we interviewed her. But I mean, as soon as, as soon as you talk to her, and obviously, you know, uh, mm-hmm. She, she's just, she's a vibrant young, young woman. And I think she's got a bright future here. Uh, and that doesn't even, uh, that doesn't even begin to say like just how awesome she is on air and, and how professional she is at such a young age too. Um, so we're really, really excited to bring her here. And I believe it's the first female broadcaster in Bronson, uh, baseball history. Um, I've tried looking everywhere to see if I could find something else that tells me otherwise, but I'm pretty sure it's the the first. So we're, we're pumped. And I don't think there's anybody that, uh, uh, that, deserves this more than she does. And we're extremely lucky to have her, you know, and it's funny you say that because when I interviewed her, the, the sense that I got is like one, she is super diligent at preparation, right? She takes, she is very meticulous about what she does. She studies. And I even, I even quizzed her right there on the spot when I was talking to her and she was like, yep, here's the players to look at and here's what they're doing. Here's what they did. I'm like, I'm impressed, you know, yeah. at such a young age, like you said, and just so prepared for yeah. a job in the Appy League, you know. And my my favorite thing, not just the Appy, I mean, she's going to go far beyond. Oh, the Abbey for sure. Uh, so we're lucky. Hopefully, we get her for uh, at least a year. So. Uh, but the thing that I honestly, I, I love most about her and what it uh, got me so sold on her as our broadcaster is the fact that, that she is, well, one, very, very well-spoken, mm-hmm. but on top of that, she is, I don't want to say different in the sense of like, she's not a broadcaster, like she's a traditional broadcaster, but she's not afraid to push boundaries. She's not mm-hmm. afraid to, um, to, to put some energy into the broadcast, which is obviously huge at this level. Um, right. Like it's not just calling a game, it's, it's painting a picture. All right. Like I always tell everybody when, when I'm coming in here, everybody wants to be Vin Scully, but they just call a game. Vin Scully was, was left and right telling stories pretty much the entire broadcast. And it's just fun to listen to. Um, and, and I think that's what Jordan's going to bring. She's going to bring a lot of energy. She's going to, she, she's already done a lot of due diligence and a lot of homework on some of the players that we, uh, that we have on our roster from the preseason. Um, so we're just pumped. She's very, very hard work. And she really wants to go far in this industry. And, and I think she will. I think so, too. I, I truly believe that she will. You know, we were just talking and uh, I believe she said she was going to be flying solo for most of the year uh, right. calling the games yep. and, and to do that. Right. To do a nine inning game. That's right. By yourself. Not easy. You know, it is not right. Usually that's yeah. why you have someone with you, a color commentator to make the conversation go. But like yeah. it, it takes a, a separate amount of level of. Uh, of skills to do that solo. And I'm super impressed. So, yeah. And in as many games too, like I could, I mean, maybe if I prepared for for a week or a month, I might be able to do one nine game. (laughs) Right. Maybe, probably not. But to do it, uh, I mean, she's going to be doing every single home game. So to do it 29 times is it's tough. It really, really is tough. And, and, and uh, it's not an easy gig and, but it's, but it's, I think uh, uh, a position for her, that's going to be great to really grow her because she hasn't, had the experience of being a solo caller yet, as far as to my knowledge, but she has a lot of experience already uh, being on air as a color commentator, as a play-by-play with somebody else. So I'm, I'm, I'm just really, really pumped. I'm really pumped and excited for her. Right. And that's, that's what I got. And then, you know, she told us like, Oh, you know, you can, you can come and, you know, do a full game with me. I'm like, I'll do maybe hey. half an inning or an inning. And that's yeah. about it. <laughs> Cause yeah, that's a lot of work, you know, and I, I would just, I think I would fumble through all of that. <laughs> Jordan and the dad hat. I mean, 
I think that that's got the making of uh, some primetime TV right there. I think, uh, you know, hey, we might just do some like, you know, live streaming or something. I think it'll be yeah, fun. With, so. Yes. There we go. There you go. So there I love go. it. I love it. But um, like I said, like, you know, I just really wanted to get you in and just really get your your uh, input when it comes to her and that interview process, because I'm sure that yeah. was a, a lengthy process that you guys put her through in order to be considered and then hired as the play by play caller. Yeah, I mean, at first, I mean, uh, you got to got to have the resume just like everything. And mm-hmm. but the thing with broadcasters, specifically sport broadcasters, baseball broadcasters, even more specifically, is you know everybody comes very qualified, and it's a very competitive, uh, mm-hmm. it's a very very competitive position across the minor leagues, across major leagues. Uh, a lot of kids want to do it, um, and a lot of kids are getting really really good at it. So it's tough to stand out. But for her, I mean, just her just her presence on the initial interview, like for her being 19, 20 years old, uh, you know first half of her college experience and to just command an interview like she did uh, was, was really cool. And she went through three different interview processes, I believe um, with uh, two of our internship coordinators and then myself, and then another interview with myself after, uh, after we decided for sure that I think she was the one and, and yeah, each time along the way, she just impressed us more and more. And, uh, and now she's here in town. She got here last week and, and, She's full steam ahead. Uh, she's recreating our media guide template. She's working on uh, content with one of our content interns. Uh, she already has, you know, stories, bios, reached out to players. I mean, she's she's one of the most incredible, hardworking people and and a tremendous asset already for us. And she hasn't even been here uh, a week yet. That's impressive. And yeah. I, it, so it sounds like you absolutely made the right choice. And yeah. um, I'll be over there. I'm definitely going to be uh, getting in the booth with her. But yeah, I'm, really I'm impressed. Has. I'm impressed. And then I'm glad that, uh, you know, she got the opportunity because when I interviewed it, I I told my wife right away. I was like, I am very impressed about, you know, not just her age, but the level of preparation. And that goes a long way. Yeah. I'm excited for her this summer and I'm very, very excited that, uh, that we get to be one of the stops on her, uh, on her journey to success. Cause my gosh, it's going to be fun to see where she goes. Absolutely. Totally agree. And so she doesn't forget us. <laughs> right. She won't. I mean, yeah. how can you forget the sock puppets? Come on. That's now. right. <laughs> Anderson. Thank you so much, my friend. I appreciate that. Thank you for doing this. And then, uh, oh, we will buddy. see each other pretty soon, my friend. Yep. See you. Ed. Now that we got some background on the interview process with Jordan, let's get back to the interview with Jordan. Yep, he was my like second round of interviews. Good dude. Uh, so I met him and I mean, I cannot say anything bad about the guys. One of he's a class act. Plus, he's a, you know, a fellow Ohio kid. So um, why not? <laughs> yeah, I am so excited to work with him and the whole crew with the sock puppets for the summer. I head out there in a little less than two weeks and I am ready to go, ready to get started. I was just going to say, it's like, it, it's coming up. You know, you, it is. Ready. It's getting close. I know this semester flew by. I'm like, I'm calling the last uh, weekend of regular season baseball this weekend. I'm like, how did it end? But then I'm so <laughs> excited to get to North Carolina and yeah, get to work with the sock puppets. You end with school, but you, you know, it's like right back into it again. Yep. Have yep. you started doing your your homework for that team, you know, contacting them, seeing what they who's playing and all that? Yeah, I have. So I actually have just been working on it kind of the last week or so, doing a little bit of a scouting report on our whole team. So I'm going to all of their colleges websites, trying to find out their stat lines, kind of the same preparation that I do, just trying yep. to get as much information on them as I can. And I'm going to say I'm very excited to see the way all of these guys play from what I seen and what i've researched it looks like it's going to be a really fun team 
Yeah, and and the whole league as a as a whole, it's been it's one of those leagues that's very uh, second year, right? So it's but it's been so such a success, you know, from the get go, from everybody having a different team uh, name, you know, that's very different than your usual minor league team and all of that. So, um, so yeah, you're you're gonna have a lot of fun. Um, you're gonna be here. Is this your first time gonna be living here for a little bit of time in the East Coast? Yeah, so I've actually never been in that area before. So it's my first time even being out there. I went to Boston last summer to go see Fenway, which was incredible. Loved it up there. And I've been to Orlando, Florida, but I don't think either of those really compared to the North Carolina area. Uh, I won't even count Orlando because it's Orlando. So. Right. It's completely different. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, Boston, you know, you got me there. I've never been to uh, Fenway Park, so I'm very jealous there. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, what yeah, so what were your teams growing up? Um, my teams, so Colorado Rockies fan. Um, yep. So all my Denver teams. But, uh, you know, the Rockies hurt me a little bit when Nolan Arenado got traded. I can't lie. So yeah. I've been rooting for the most part for the Cardinals the last <laughs> uh, year or so. But, you know, I still still have some love for the Rockies, but a little mad at them right now. And uh, dream team to work for is going to be the Red Sox. After I saw Fenway and just saw that, just the history behind that team, I would absolutely love to be on their broadcast team someday. Mm-hmm. But, you know, told myself I'm going to have favorite players for now until a team hires me at some point in my life and then they can be my favorite team. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like that. That's smart. Let's just root for the player, and then you know we worry about the team later on. Yeah, root for my fantasy team. That's there, what I root that, for. <laughs> I was just going to ask you that because I think there has been, and in football, right, there's been this shift for the most part where a lot of the younger generations are now rooting for players. You know, let's be honest, fantasy football and gambling has really taken over, where they don't root too much as much for the team more than the player. Do you think that there is that same shift in baseball right now, or is that something that's just mm, at your off? I think like fantasy baseball definitely doesn't have as much of a hold on fans as fantasy football does. You know, you're having to update your lineups every day for yeah. 162 games. It's a lot. Uh, but I think a lot of people really enjoy just the young faces that are in baseball right now. Like, I love watching Ronald Acuna play for the Braves, players like that, you know, Shohei Otani, I'm going to watch him with the Angels, I'm going to watch these players, so I think a lot of people love those big names, and they're going to root for them, I think you always have a hometown team deep down, but you know, if you can watch any of these players and just get to experience what they're doing, because I think there are so, there's so much talent in MLB right now, that it is like, you just want to be able to see that, this is a unseen things that are happening in baseball right now you're absolutely right i and you know obviously i concentrate mostly on on my league right you know that's what i do uh but i think you're correct on something is that you know there's so many good players i'm a guardians fan and let me tell you there's uh, there's nothing more that i would love to see it's just i love watching shohei otani he is impressive like what he does is unreal i mean i don't think i've ever seen anything like that and you're right, watching him, and I'm like, they were playing against my team, and I'm like, dude, get a home run, because I want to see that swing. Yeah, like, just please do it. It's okay. You can do it against us. <laughs> I'll get over it as early in the season. We're good. Don't worry right? about that. 
it's one game. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, but you're right. I think that, you know, more people are looking to root for a player and follow their trajectory. um, Then yes, you still root for the team, but there's not more of the, it's more of the player, you know, Chess Chisholm in, uh, in Miami. I mean, that kid is impressive. Yeah. Watching him too. Yeah. So do you find yourself, uh, sometimes doing, you know, play by play, you know, watching a game, a baseball game. I definitely, the more that I've done it, the more that I listen like very closely to what play by play people do. So, you know, I'll have like little pet peeves and stuff as I'm watching it, which there are so, so many great broadcasters in the league right now. And I think the biggest thing is I just try and learn from them every game that I watch trying to listen. I don't want to steal all their catchphrases and stuff, but you know, I just want to listen to the way that they're calling the game. So I think that in my mind, I kind of think of like, what would I have said in that situation? What would have been my call on that play? So I definitely try and listen and learn as much as I can. Cause I mean, they're the best in the game. They've got mm-hmm. that job for a reason um, at that level. I've watched a lot of college baseball this year as well. Um, a lot of great broadcasters for college too. I'll throw in some minor league games every once in a while. And the biggest thing is just you know, what did they do to get to that position and what can I do and how can I make that my own? So I definitely think I kind of analyze that and say, what would I have said in that situation? Um, so it's, do you have a certain number of broadcasters that you particularly pay more attention to, um, whether it's any sport? I'm sure you follow other sports as well and you follow certain broadcasters. Is that something that you have a list of and you uh, model your your way that you do things? I definitely do. Um, I really like, you know, all of the traditional people that have been around the game for 20 plus years. I love that. But I also have loved seeing new faces break into broadcasting. Um, As a Rockies fan, Jenny Kavnar has been one of my biggest people that I look up to. She was one of the first women to call play by play for an MLB game. And she does it a lot for the Rockies. And I think that she's done really great things. So she's definitely one that I gravitate to a lot, just being a woman as well in baseball in a similar situation as me, I can relate to her a lot. Mm -hmm. So she has definitely been the number one that I love to learn and listen to. And she still does the um, down in the dugout and pre and post game show. And she really just has such a great rounded out just skill set and that she uses. So she definitely has been my number one, but I definitely gravitate towards certain broadcasts. If there's four games on at once, I'm going to pick who maybe my favorite broadcaster is over a team for sure. Absolutely. And then do you follow any other sport and do the same thing as well, like football and basketball, all of that? Yeah, I definitely do some as well. Another Colorado one is uh, Katie Wingy for the Denver Nuggets. Uh, She was actually my professor for a class last semester, and I absolutely loved having her. And she taught me so much. And she uh, is typically a sideline reporter and analyst for the Nuggets, but she's been doing some color commentary, uh, things like that for the Nuggets as well. So she's another one that I've really looked up to. Uh, Just being in Colorado, I'm able to see those games a lot and just having her as a teacher as well has been great but yeah so I you know of course listen to all the guys who've been around for a long time too because nobody does it better than them so what can I learn from them you know and that's and that's a good thing though it's like you can learn but at the same time you can say hey listen I'm coming from your job and there's no arrogance in it it's just being confident in yourself and your set the skills that you have yeah absolutely and that's what I always tell myself is how can I beat them how can I learn from them but I also you know want to become the best at some point 
Absolutely. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. I like that, you know, confidence. Um, so what are you looking most forward to when you are, you know, here in North Carolina, as far as the Appalachian League? What's the one thing that you're looking forward to when you're calling those games? Yeah, I'm so excited to see how the team comes together. I think Summer Bowl is such a special thing that you're taking players from all across the country that play at really high levels. You know, some of the best players in baseball and college baseball are coming to play in the Appy League. And I'm very excited to be able to see the team come together and be the one that gets to tell their story. Mm-hmm. Um, to see how all the players relate to each other and just see how they work together. You know, they're coming from all different places. This is the first time that they're stepping on a field together. And so I'm really excited to see how that progresses over the year and how I'm able to tell the story of them doing that and, you know, interviewing those players one-on-one. I'm hoping to sit down with each and every one before the season starts and just get a really good grasp of that and just be able to tell their stories. Because I think that is so much fun to be able to tell a story. And there are 35 separate stories when you're looking at a summer league team. And so how do those all merge together? I'm really excited to be able to tell that and to bring that to people at home. All right. So you, I'm going to put you on the spot because you've been doing your, your scouting report here, right? Yeah. On on your team, which is what's one player that you're uh, keeping your eye on, on this summer, or at least at the beginning of the season for, for this team. Yeah. So Chase Frog, uh, he pitches for Elon baseball so very close to Burlington I can pull up my document here and tell you his full stat line but he has been so impressive this year for the sock puppet so let me read this so um he threw 16 shutout innings over two weeks won back-to-back colonial athletic athletic association honors so he's a lefty in the starting rotation uh, for the Phoenix now. So he has been really amazing. I've really loved. I've been able to tune into a couple Elon games when he's thrown as well to kind of get a little bit of an extra scouting report. But he's got a 1-4-3 ERA in 44 innings. And he's only walked eight batters, struck out 32. So I'm super excited to see him for sure. That's impressive. Yeah, Absolutely. All right. Give me another one. I'm liking this. Let's go. Um, Another one. Uh, Jacob Jenkins Cowart for the ECU Pirates. Another one that I've been kind of looking out at. He's an infielder. Um, He's batting 333 right now. Just a freshman, but he started in 42 games for ECU, who is a pretty big baseball team, a name in Division One. So I'm really excited to see him. He looks like a little bit of a flashy player too, which I always love to see. So excited for that. Uh, another one, uh, Carlos Pena for Missouri. He's also a freshman, started in almost every game for them. He's got a ton of RBI, extra base hits. He's in the outfield. Also looks like he can make a ton of plays in the outfield. So excited to watch those guys for sure. That is impressive. Good. Good for you. This is amazing. I, I'm going to be watching you. a lot of Burlington Sock Puppets. I'm hopefully will be there for the home opener because, like I said, that's my team. And you're right. This is a very impressive team. You know, obviously, I'm just looking at at what I see right now. You are you've done your homework. You know, going into the the their college website, their Twitter. That's impressive. You know, I that takes a lot of times. So where do you find time to sleep, to eat, and to do homework and all of that? Yeah, so I have very little time for that, but uh, definitely my 
all my professors at MSU Denver are really great about, um, you know, knowing that students work. The whole university is really great about that, knowing that people have things to do. So, you know, we have pretty large timelines for when assignments need to get done. So I'm able to usually try and knock out all my assignments at the beginning of the week. Then I have games that weekend for our athletics. Then I'll start my prep for that. And then last month or so I've been sprinkling in sock puppet stuff as much as possible so <laughs> got a few stories press releases cooking up right now that'll be coming out pretty soon we'll have the full roster rundown like a little college season update coming out pretty soon um we also have our first female bench coach in Appy League history that is coming to work for the sock puppets so really excited to tell that story as well that's a uh, good for you that's amazing um yeah so let me ask you, do you travel with with your college team? You know, do you travel and then do your broadcasting from there as well? Um, so I don't do broadcasts on the road, but I do go to as many games on the road as I can. Um, mm -hmm. I just love to be there. If I'm going to be watching it on screen, but it's only 30 minutes away from me, I'm going to try and be at the ballpark as much as possible. So the way our athletic conference works is each homeschool manages the broadcast. Um, so I would be able to do a radio broadcast or something if we were on the road. Um, but for the most part, uh, with so many sports going on all the time, we've got our softball team as well. Uh, we typically just focus our efforts on the home teams, but I am always tuning into any broadcasts I can if they're playing a couple hours away or I try and go to as many games as possible and just watch it all happen. But yeah, yeah. so no broadcast, but definitely taking notes and stuff as those games go I was just going to say, so you're still studying that game. You're still watching it as 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 is happening because you're also broadcasting other sports as well yeah absolutely so i try and just get caught up you know if i miss a game uh this past weekend we had softball games at home that i was helping uh direct the broadcast for actually and then our baseball team was playing at the same time so i you know was reading through the play-by-play -play on the live stats and the box scores trying to catch up on everything that happened so i know it's going into this weekend so i try to stay as up to date as possible and, you know, talking to the coaches and players and kind of seeing what's going on from previous weekends. Now, I know you also do other things, right? Besides broadcasting, you do a couple of pieces here and there. Uh, how is that working out for you? It is so much fun. Uh, like you were talking about uh, the rounding third that you saw is one yep. of our favorite segments that we started this year. So I think, you know, in professional sports, you have a favorite player and you want to know everything about them. And so we're trying to bring that to division two as well. Let the fans get to know these guys off the field and things like that. So it's been so much fun for me to get to interview them. I know that they get excited when I am at practice and they're like, Oh, are we doing rounding third today? So they get excited for the interviews too. So that has been so much fun. And you know, you get to ask a little silly kind of questions as well that, you know, right. you're not going to ask in a post-game interview. So that yeah, is exactly. Been Right. So you get you get to know them, you build that relationship with them as well. So that has been a ton of fun to get to do those kind of extra things. And and they're fun. A couple of minutes, you know, you post it on, on Instagram, on, on Twitter and all that. And then you get to, you know, see someone enjoy those videos. I love doing those. So I think I think that's a perfect segue for uh, for our famous, not so famous questions, actually, that I do here Let's do it. on my podcast. I'll start easy. OK. All right. So. Um, you go to the ballpark. What is the food or drink of choice that you go to when you are at the ballpark? Oh, I'm getting a hot dog every time. You cannot be a hot dog at the ballpark. And, you know, 
My favorite soda is Dr. Pepper, but they don't have that old ballpark. So I'll go with a Coke or a Pepsi if I'm there. Uh, here's a Pepsi in North Carolina. So stick with there that. Pepsi, Pepsi was created <laughs> here in North Carolina. So you should <laughs> drink Pepsi. Go with Pepsi. <laughs> Got it. All right. Um, okay. Uh, let's take a look here. Um, how many chickens do you think it'll take to uh, carry an elephant? I would think it's a couple thousand chickens. I, 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 you know, we're going to lose a couple of them on the, along the way. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so you got to have enough like in the backup. <laughs> exactly. In. <laughs> the bullpen. Uh, what's your spirit animal? Ooh, that's a good question. I'd love to say some sort of like like wild cat, like a jaguar or something. I want to be. I like it. I like cool, it. Cool, like a jaguar. They're always cool. Something like that. But they're kind of like calm too. So mix them both. <laughs> there you go. Um, okay. Um, let's see here. Which one would you prefer to have as roommate? A goat or a cat? A cat. For sure. I don't trust cats. I don't. No? Nope. See, don't I'm trust a, them. I've always had cats growing up. So I'm always friends with cats. I'm allergic to cat. So, you know, all right. So I'll give you a different one then a goat or a miniature horse. Ooh. I'm going to go with the horse. I feel like the goat would be too loud. <laughs> they, like in the middle of the scream. night, yeah. just making sounds like at 2 a.m. Like I feel like the horse would kind of just go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Uh, okay. Which is the most, bo most boring sport? Ooh soccer absolutely i can't say that i'm a soccer fan <laughs> i can't i just you know people say baseball is boring but i will take it to my grave that baseball is the most exciting sport completely absolutely. agree i completely <laughs> agree uh okay which disney princess do you think would be the best spy Ooh, hmm, that's a good question maybe rapunzel Rapunzel's always like curious about everything. So I feel and like she, she would be. And she carries a cast iron skillet with her. Yeah. All, so everywhere. if somebody was going to mess with her, she could take care of her. As you can tell, I have a three-year-old daughter. So we've watched all our princesses here. Uh, so I'm up to it. date on uh, Disney princess here. Uh, with, what superhero or villain would you think would make the best therapist? Best therapist. Captain America. He's a nice Steve guy, Rogers. though. Yeah, he just listens there. Was like, yeah, okay. I feel like, you know, like he helps Bucky out through his whole journey. I feel like he could help somebody else out, too. You're right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Okay. Which fictional character do you think you're most like? Hmm. Okay, I would love to say it's like a superhero, too. But right. fictional character, one of my favorite movies is Trouble with the Curve. Great I can't remember her movie. name. But Amy Adams in that movie, she's yes. like a big baseball fan. So I'm going to say I'm like Amy Adams in Trouble with the Curve. That's a good one. Yeah, that, I love that movie. Great movie. So good. So, so good. All right. One more and then we'll get you out of here. Uh, let's see here. What instrument do you think is the most annoying instrument? Ooh. Probably drums. Like if you're in the same room as drums, like they sound great in music, but you know, if you're right themselves. next to drums, too loud, too loud. 
especially if you give a six-year-old the, the you know the exactly you just forget it it's over i'm yep, breaking the drums because i can't hear it absolutely <laughs> <laughs> uh, i want to thank you for doing this this has been a lot of fun uh where can people find you on social media yeah so you can find me on um instagram twitter tiktok all of that um, my twitter handle is j-o Shackerly. I can spell that out if you want me to. I'll put it on. The, I'll put it on the note. So don't you worry. Perfect. And then that's the same on TikTok. And then my Instagram is Jordan really. So I try to share everything that I'm doing as much as possible, especially on Twitter. So I love what I do. I love sharing it with as many people as I can. Perfect. Love it. Love it. And then I look forward to meeting you when we are uh, up to where up there in uh, Sock Puppet Country. Uh, I will. Uh, I will warn you, I will try to go up on the booth and then be the, uh, you know, color commentator for like maybe half an inning or so. Oh, I would love that. Absolutely. All right. Perfect. Again, Jordan, thank you so much and good luck to you. We'll see you here in North Carolina soon. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Anytime. I hope you guys enjoy that episode with Jordan. Now, make sure you guys are following her on social media. I have this feeling that she is going to be doing a lot of great things in the future. Now, before I go, though, make sure you guys are subscribed to this podcast. Give it five stars so that way I go up on the rankings, go up on the rankings. More people get to listen to this, okay? And if you are not aware already, make sure you guys go on baseballbarbecue.com forward slash dad hat and use code dad20 to get 20% off on all your barbecue grilling needs. And until then, guys, keep on grinding and always support the minor leagues. See ya. This podcast is part of the Curved Brand Media Network. Here are some of the other members of Curved Brand Media. Hi, this is Ed Rivera of the Data Chronicles. Join me as I interview people just like you and players, coaches, GMs on the path that led you to become a fan of the sport. I'm Paul Caputo, and on the Baseball by Design podcast, I talk to minor league baseball teams, designers, and other super interesting people about what these minor league baseball logos mean. And I talk a little bit about ice cream helmets. What's up, Bucketheads? I'm Anna DiTomaso, and each week on the Baseball Bucket List podcast, I speak with a different fan about their favorite baseball memories, what the game means to them, and what's left to check off on their baseball bucket list. Hey guys, this is Patrick Larson from the Minor League Baseball Hat History Series. And in every episode, I go through the history of minor league teams through my personal collection of hats. You can find me on Twitter at at PatLarson1. I hope you guys enjoy. This is Patrick. And Corey. Of BaseballMapper.com. And we have made an interactive map to help highlight all baseball teams from the majors down to collegiate summer leagues. We want to bring you closer to baseball. So get on the site and find a team near you today. Learn more about Curve Brand Media at curvebrandmedia.com.